0: Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we normally pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart of the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work, capital T, capital W. Today, like much of the world is these days, we're doing our work a little differently, we are in the midst of a global pandemic. The YVR screen scene office has closed its doors temporarily because the Vancouver film and television industry, much like every other industry, has all but stalled. Before we locked up the YVR screen scene office, I grabbed a bunch of recording equipment and MacGyvered them into a hopefully temporary studio in my bedroom. So instead of the usual angry organic delivery drivers in the background, you're probably going to be hearing from my cats, Wade Wilson and Vanessa, as well as the human members of my family. Today, we're welcoming someone back to the podcast who has a powerful voice and knows how to use it. That woman is Brianna Buckmaster. When I say that Brianna Buckmaster has a powerful voice, I mean that in a multitude of ways. Brianna is a powerful singer, the kind of singer who can use her instrument and grasp on human emotions to cut you to the bone. She's used her voice as a powerful actress, both on screen in shows like Supernatural, where she fought monsters as Sheriff Donna, and also on stage in shows like the gripping family drama The Humans, which was largely about how human beings can become their own terrifying monsters. And Brianna has used her voice, her platform, her chutzpah, her failures, and her success, I was doing so well, and her successes, not her sexes, to elevate and amplify others. She's called out body shaming and sexism and all manner of hatred and, with her friend Kim Rhodes, hosts the Wayward Podcast. Brianna uses her voice, has long used her voice, to bring people together, to help them make sense of a world that can be confusing and unfair and also beautiful and brilliant and full of magic. That's why I wanted to talk to Brianna today, to talk through what we're all going through. Because I know that mental health is important to Brianna, we're going to talk about all the challenges we're all facing during this time. And then we're going to do something completely different and end with a rapid fire game of favorite things. Brianna Buckmaster, welcome back to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast.
1: Oh, thank you. It is my pleasure not only to be back on your podcast in such a huge hit, but I adore you. I love what you put in to the world through all that you do. And I'm so happy to just get a chance to, to chat with you, even from afar. From
0: afar, I, I think we're both in our bedrooms right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I did put on lipstick for you, even though we can't see each other.
1: I know I put on full face for you. That's fun for me, though. Like it's an excuse to like feel normal, you know, normal. What is that
0: anymore? So my first question, Brianna, is
1: how the hell are
0: you? How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Listen, I mean, it really depends on the day, but I'm going to say something that's really strange, which is I find this time oddly calming. Oh, um, I don't find it happy or joyful, so don't uh, don't don't misunderstand me in that way. But um, I think for me, so much of my anxiety, especially over the last five years my life has completely changed because of my career and because Mm. you know just growing older and self-actualization and all that but um a lot of my anxiety comes from having to learn uh things very quickly Mm. um a slight uh imposter syndrome and (laughs) um this feeling like feeling of missing out but also feeling of um Everybody is getting ahead of me, like falling mm. behind. Um, and so that's generally when I do feel anxiety rise in my body. That's generally my feeling. It's like um, um, I'm I, I'm going to be alone. Everybody's ahead of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, g- generally, not not all of my anxieties, but for the most part, those are the ones that seem to activate me. Um, and uh, I, they're just not there right now
0: that jerk because, voice in your head that yeah, seeks to bring down voice. your career we all know
1: that right? yeah it's not a real that's that's a, an ego thing that thinks it needs to protect you but it's not um but right now now all I'm worried about is kind of um encouraging other people to look after each other Um, so while I still have hopes and dreams and want things for myself and for my family and others, uh, right now the main job is for every, but everybody has to do things the same way in order for us to all be okay. And I don't, I've never in my life been a part of that. And I, it's this kind of this feeling that I find that's very calming. I don't, it doesn't make me feel panicky. I love to be a part of things. Uh, I think that I've, I've, t- I've talked about this a, a number of times that I actually feel really uncomfortable doing things by myself. Probably one yeah. of the most uncomfortable projects I ever did was my uh, solo album. And Jason, who's the producer, used to make fun of me because whenever I went on stage to talk about the album, I always said our album Mm. in reference to him. And he was like, you're not supposed to do that. And I was like, (laughs) I'm not comfortable. I'm just like, I don't like doing things by myself. I I, that's that's part part of that is imposter syndrome. Just going. I feel like people won't take me seriously if I'm the only one involved. There's definitely some of that there. And then part of it is like I, I, I feel like everything I do is better. If I bring others into it, there's, I, I mean, there aren't many people that I've personally work with that would be a detriment to any project I do. So that being said, um, just knowing that that's what kind of person I am, the idea that we all have to work together as a society to, to help this go away Mm. is kind of this amazing practice in unity and kind of oneness, if you yeah. if you you know want to think of it that way, in a kind of more a um, use universal spirituality way. But um, I I don't know. It's kind of this amazing thing to watch. We if you allow yourself, I curate my social media as best I can to receive uh, information and uh, um, good news.
0: Yes, joy. You
1: know? Because yeah. there's definitely a lot of people who who um, want to spread fear yeah. and uh, they they gain things from that. And I try the, as best I can to not, you know, subscribe to any of that. I like information. Trust me. I've definitely I poke my head in as much as I can to go. Is there new information that I need to know today? If there isn't, I try as best I can to log off.
0: Have you listened to the press conferences of Dr. Bonnie Henry, our yes. provincial health officer? I adore her. Actually, one of yeah. the homeschool exercises we're going to do tomorrow is to just write her a fan letter.
1: Ooh, that's brilliant.
0: Just just to say how much we appreciate her calm tone because that is not the kind of message that people are getting elsewhere. Um, Okay so you as a leader you know and you have people who who take very seriously what it is that you say um, who take direction from you uh, who are you worried about during this time?
1: I'm worried about um, people who are alone and people who are in less than desirable home situations. Yeah. I feel so incredibly grateful at this time because the things and people that I could worry about have been taken care of by brilliant people. So for instance, I had a apartment in Los Angeles and as soon as I heard uh, just a sniff of this going down back um, in uh, early March, I called my landlord and explained the situation and gave notice. And he not only found a tenant for April immediately, but the landlord packed up my apartment for me and they're storing it in the building basement for wow. me until I can come in. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. And they're so nice. He's like, don't you worry about anything? He's like, we'll take care of everything for you. Just the nicest, you know, like, and then my parents who are uh, high risk risk,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: older. Um, my brother who lives, my parents live in Regina. My brother lives in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And um, he has been going, taking supplies to them. And he has a, yeah. a five-year-old. So I was like, you need to leave the child in the truck or you can't, the child can't see like our, our, our my nephew can't be with him, them. And
0: yeah, well,
1: fine and understood. So for me personally, I live in an apartment that is warm and clean and our upstairs neighbors are like family and it's just this amazing block every all of our neighbors we know we check on each other so i feel so safe yeah and with my own safety i recognize right now that that safety is kind of a privilege and so i need to to use the strength and warmth that i'm feeling to then go out and do what i can to help others. When this started happening at the beginning of March, I sent out a post just to anybody who followed me on Twitter who had loved ones in Vancouver saying that I could drop um, you know, supplies off to anybody who needed anything. Oh. Meaning, you know, people who are compromised or older or people who had family members. That was more like that feeling of being worried about people. I was like, what can I do? Because that feeling I'm familiar with. Yeah. And you know and then there was a, a a girl named Hannah who was in the fandom who reached out and asked if she could help. So I, she was so brilliant, went to a bunch of grocery stores for me, and um, yeah. So we just did a couple days of that, and even that is like something. Yeah, it helps somebody, and also makes you feel like you're doing something in in a in a space where you feel like you don't have any control. Yeah, so it helps people- somebody, and it
0: also helps you. You know, I mean, what a wonderful thing to do for your own mental health.
1: Yeah. yeah, to feel like you're doing anything in this time where there's kind of nothing to be done.
0: Yeah. What kind of message do you have for people who feel hopeless during this time?
1: Mm.
0: I've had my oh. moments, Brianna. Yep. I mean, I have had moments of Sadness and despair. And then I recognized that what I was feeling was grief because. Yes,
1: that's a big one. Brene Brown talks about that a lot. Yes. Right yes. That grief is what people are not understanding, is what they're experiencing. So, what do you feel like you're grieving?
0: I feel. What am I grieving? Um, the loss of my community. Even though my community is there and, you know, knock on wood, everybody's doing well so far, I miss them. Like I was texting with a friend a couple days ago and I was like, my personality does not jive with pandemics at all. So I miss, I'm grieving that freedom. I'm grieving the freedom that my daughter used to have going to school, going to her dojo, you know, being carefree and I guess I'm mourning you know my husband had a serious health issue last year mm-hmm. he had yes, exactly. kidney failure and you know he got kidney function like 34 percent back and starting to feel good and and that fear is back so you know there it's it's I'm mourning what was normal for me for a while. Yes. That sounds so fucking selfish too. No, because I haven't lost any anybody. I'm not on the front lines of, you know, the the healthcare uh, people doing that work. But I am just profoundly Sad. I miss my studio. I'm. I miss going to work and seeing everybody else that I that I see. I miss walking my street and you know. Sp- sp- I mean, it's a little bit like you know Belle at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, but seeing the baker and seeing yeah. the fishmonger and yeah. seeing the woman with the loaves of bread, or you know, I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Kitsilano, not a provincial town in France.
1: Well, very similar. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. So here's what I can do. I can't offer advice. I don't ever feel like that is my place nor my my longing. But what I can offer is this. These are exercises that work for me. Yeah, is that for me, the um, one of the um cures for fear is love. So mm. for things that i'm scared of for instance my daughter not what yeah. this experience what how traumatizing this will be for her. Yeah. I look at her and go she, she right now i all i can think about the thing i constantly think about is when she's my age you know in her 30s and going Oh, remember that time? What was I doing during that time? What was my life like? Mm -hmm. And she's going to remember that her mom was home every day, that she got to watch a movie every day, Mm -hmm. that she got to talk to grandma every day, that she got to have pancakes when it wasn't Sunday, you know? And so I think about instead of the things that are awful about this, because there are many and people are (sighs) allowed. To have the experience of grief and discomfort, but I'm tr- I'm actively choosing not to uh, give them weight in yeah. my physical body, and so I'm choosing to focus on the things that I know do bring her joy. Mm. I'm attempting to focus on my body being sedentary, which it has been years since it has been this sedentary, and I don't mean physically necessarily. I mean like there is no forward movement yeah. right now. And that's that needs to happen. It's not only just the case. It is necessary. Um, and so I'm, I'm choosing instead what the thing that would bring me panic is to think about the future and to worry <laughs> about the future. Now when I find I worry about the future, it's because I'm applying – um, invested ideas into the negativity that it will be. Yeah. And the truth is, I don't know what it's going to be. So I'm choosing to be curious. And so when I find myself getting worried, I go, well, what if it's actually incredible? What if people are kinder to each other? What if we realize that universally we all need each other and what, Yeah, does, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, for sure. like, what if it, this is an opportunity for our world to change for the better? I'm not saying that this is a good thing. I'm not saying this pandemic is a good thing. I'm yeah. saying, what if we choose to think of what it looks like afterwards is in, in a lot of ways better? Yeah. Yeah. Because that- I think we do have a choice. I think we do. I think we're allowed to feel discomfort. And discomfort is growth. You know, it's not. It is expansion in a different way. But um I think we we can choose. And every day, every morning I wake up and I go, oh, my God, what the fuck am I going to do today? <laughs> you know, I do have this lot. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. And uh, I have my routines, which help me every day, which yeah. we can get into. But um, I think every day I have to actively choose to go no, today you're going to get to sit in your pajamas and drink coffee and like read funny memes on the internet till <laughs> 10, 10 a.m. if you want. Like yeah. you get to do what you want right now. And that's a luxury and that's a privilege. Yeah. And you should think of it that way. And yeah. that's what I'm tr- I'm actively trying to do. So if anybody is feeling things that they don't want to feel, these are practices that I, I think can help.
0: Yeah, I've also been embracing gratitude and trying to start my day by actively saying I am grateful that I am in the relationship that I am I'm grateful that my family is healthy that we have shelter that we have food like just that we saying that out loud stating it makes such a difference as well to how the day goes my
1: husband had just gone to the grocery store and uh He was just like, oh, man, being out amongst other people with better panicked and anxious, definitely those that energy is, you know, uh, you know, sponged and absorbed. And so he Hmm. just came home and went, oh, I'm so grateful for this house and this team that we've all developed. And. Um, are created together and that w- we feel very safe at home.
0: Yeah. Now you mentioned that you were willing to tell us a little bit about your routine during this oh, yeah, time..
1: Love to. Now uh, this being said, I there's a couple things that I want to you know say beforehand is that I don't this is what works for me. I'm not prescribing this for anybody. Um, I don't think anybody needs to eat a certain way or work out a certain way or work on projects. I think that everybody just really, this is an opportunity for everybody to really go within and listen to what actually works for them because outside voices are not going to help you right now. They're just not, it's just you and you. And that's amazing, but we have to actually listen to ourselves. But that being said, um, we have taught Valentina, because what we would do when she was going to school is that she would wake up around 7 and then come and crawl into my side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of like dozily wake up over the next 10 minutes, get yeah. ready for school. Now, there's just no reason to wake up at 7 anymore. <laughs> she doesn't know that. She's a child. Yeah. And we still like she goes to bed at 730 and we still enjoy that because we like to have our – the only time I get to like watch – something on the tv mm-hmm. so that's not a cartoon you know um uh, yeah and i like that time everybody's like i finished netflix i'm like i haven't started yet um <laughs>
0: but- tiger king love is blind i mean there's a lot to watch uh, right now oh,
1: both of those those are the first things we watch sabrina <laughs> uh, yeah we wanted to we have to keep up on pop culture you know Yeah. you know me 90 day Fiance. Uh, no, haven't given to that one. There's only so much reality shows I can do. I think Ozark <laughs> is our next. I'm watching High Fidelity right now, and Ooh. then Ozark will be the next one. Yeah,
0: Ozark. It's uh, it's next on my list as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So, what we've taught her to do is we've um we've let, allowed her to bring some books into her bed and tuck them underneath uh, her pillow. She's just learned oh. to read. Uh, she's a, she's a bit, it's a bit early, um, for her and we're not quite sure who, how she learned, but we're not complaining. So she just will like sit and read books for
0: how old is Valentina
1: now? Amazing. She's five. Wow. She's five. Yeah. She's going to turn six like this week. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, Wow. So she'll read books until one of us will get up. Now, my husband wakes up uh, very early in the morning to meditate. He has a a practice. He's a Reiki master and a Kundalini teacher. And so he has a full practice. Um, And then one of us will get up and at it around 730, give or take, 738, and make her breakfast. Um, Now, I don't. I don't start eating till 11 because that's what works for my body. Yeah. Um, I, I like to have a little fast in the morning because I, uh, for lots of reasons, one of which is I have really insane acid reflux. And so,
0: Oh honey. Oh, yeah, feeling it.
1: Yeah. So I have to stop eating at a certain time and then I don't start eating till a certain time. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll make Valentina some breakfast and then I honestly will putz around. I'll either read a book uh, or I'll just like d- look at funny slash dumb slash informative stuff on social media. Yeah, uh, a lot of that, that
0: is funny, s- dumb, yeah. and informative all at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's entertaining. <laughs> and, we're, and that was a hard thing. It's like I used to do that, but I'd only do it for like 15, 20 minutes or something. But now I'll do it for a full on hour and I don't have to not.
0: Yeah. Because
1: there's so much time. So anytime I. I feel my body flinching, going, you should be doing something productive. I go, no, I'm allowed to do this right now. I'm allowed to do anything that feels good. I just
0: also want to take a moment and just acknowledge the fact that you're married to a Reiki master. Like Mm -hmm. that is powerful, incredible stuff, which I'm sure your entire family is benefiting from during this time. yeah,
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he does Reiki on Valentina every night before she goes to sleep.
0: Incredible.
1: Yeah, that's great. So what about
0: strategies to stay connected to other people while physically distancing yourself from others? You know, because I personally had a few like Skype plus wine dates, which had been fun. Yep. Uh, and yeah, then I've had I, a few uh, days of feeling too sad to do them, so I I just couldn't.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. For me, I'm I don't know about you, but I'm a I'm like an extreme extrovert. I'm also hmm. a cancer, so I love my um, alone time to recharge. Mm. But uh, I this is my time to be connected, and what's great is that there isn't t- there isn't a time that I'm not connected on my own merit. Yeah. Do you you know what I mean? Like I get to decide when I can connect, which is amazing. I've never really had that opportunity. I do it a lot. You see on Instagram, I post a lot. I post a lot on Twitter, but um, I reach out to everybody. I immediately reached out when everything went down. I reached out to my single friends, my Mm. pregnant friends, Mm. um, and friends that were uh, uh, not living in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like living abroad. And I check in, I try to check in with those people, like the people that I am potentially more concerned about. I check in with them. And then my friends who I am used to regularly seeing, um, we text often and we've had a few phone calls and zoom dates. I'm new to the zoom dates. That's pretty fun.
0: Never heard of zoom before this.
1: Oh, I hadn't either. And everybody's like, just do Zoom. And I was like, oh, man, I felt I always just am like such a granny when people suggest a new app or something. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I just discovered Uh, the Snapchat. Yeah, I can barely work Skype. Um, The Snapchat. TikTok. I had not even downloaded TikTok.
0: TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah. you would so be so
1: I- great at TikTok. Well, and I, I actually have a list of like extreme boredom, like what to do when I'm extremely bored, and TikTok <laughs> is on there. <laughs> oh God, I so I can't wait for that day. Me. We've still got many, many weeks of this isolation. I'm sure it'll happen.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to go on for a few months yeah. I, at least. So I know yeah. that I'm. Trying to do, I'm trying to get to the state where you are and find some peace with it mm-hmm. instead of fighting it. The gratitude yeah. is definitely helping, but man, I just, I, there's a lot that I miss and it's hard not to miss it.
1: No, nope, And you're allowed to miss it. And I don't think that you- or being sad or uncomfortable or missing the things because I think if anything if you're feeling like you're mourning something you are mourning an old way of life that will be no longer and yeah. that's a fucking bummer
0: that is a fucking bummer but, you know at the end of my last uh skype plus wine date mm-hmm. I drank half a bottle of prosecco which is kind of oh. great yeah. and uh and then I sang I was with a couple of friends who didn't know that I sang and I belted tomorrow from Annie at yeah. the top of my fucking lungs and it felt ugh, so oh so yeah. good
1: you know why that feels good I was singing yesterday actually uh is that singing is you're sending vibrations out mm. again if you we we don't need to get too much into this, but if you believe in energy and vibrations, like Fuck when you yes sing, you are literally sending good vibrations out into the universe and you are, you are helping, you're helping yourself and you're helping others. So yeah. sing, out, everybody sing out Louise. Sing out Louise.
0: Oh, I love these musical theater deep cuts. Okay. Yeah. Deep cuts. Uh, I have, uh, Before we get to the favorite things portion of the episode, which are questions that were supplied by my nine-year-old daughter, I do have some Twitter questions that came in today. So Shannon wants to know, how is Brianna keeping her mind sharp while being stuck at
1: home? Well, I don't know. Keeping your mind sharp would have to... um, assume that it was sharp in the first place, but, (laughs) um, I think that the, um, one thing that I'm doing that I was not particularly, uh, I wasn't prioritizing before all of this is I'm reading a lot. I'm reading a book right now called untamed by Glennon Doyle. And, uh, it's incredible. I think every woman should read it. Uh, I, you know, we don't have to get into it, but it's uh, I read a lot of no, I don't, I haven't, I don't remember last time I read a fiction novel, I read a lot of nonfiction, so I'm reading that one, which is kind of about no, the uncaging of it. um women and you know, mm. the what what you know that entails and feels like, and it's a beautiful book, it's incredible, I'm busting through it, and then another one that I've been in and out of, which I love, is called The Likeability Trap.
0: Likeability Pinnis. trap.
1: yeah, kind of brilliant. It talks about how uh, the unfortunate um, circumstances of uh, of women she's she's in politics, so I think that's it's more geared toward politics or, or corporate life. but uh, I found it fascinating It talks about how it's hard so hard for women to be considered likable and leaders being <sighs> And I'm sure that seems
0: very that relevant have. to my life.. Yes,
1: yes. I think <laughs> all women who are strong willed women um, will experience, that you know, there's I remember someone, a girlfriend of mine saying I was I was talking about, you know, some challenges I was having with some people in my life. And mm-hmm. um, she she was just like, Brianna, but you're polarizing. And she's like, and that's important. It is important to have people like that in the world. And I, I just had, a, I, whenever I feel bummed and alone, when I feel lonely, I feel like I need everybody to like me when really we shouldn't, that shouldn't be a, a strong priority for ourselves. Yeah. Um, it should be, you have the people who you want to like you. Um, and those are the relationships you care about. And the ones that you don't care about, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Not everybody's going to like you, nor should they.
0: Well, Um, I will definitely be ordering that book from Amazon as soon as we are done this interview. Actually, I will put links to both of those books in the footnotes for this episode. Perfect. Okay. Claire wants to know where will you go to celebrate the end of the virus (laughs) and with whom?
1: Oh, Lord. Uh, you know what? I love Honestly, how you said Lord.
0: It was so prairies. Lord. Oh,
1: just so, yeah. So, my mother. Um, <laughs> I. Ah, uh, to celebrate. I can't imagine a big finish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't imagine there being like a day where people go. It's it's done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What I imagine is, like I said, a, a changed world where everybody very gingerly starts to move into it in the new way. Mm. Um, but I will definitely be grateful to go back to work. I am I'm currently able to do some voice work ah. as I've been a voice actor for years, but um, I, I am not doing most of my work. No television work. Mm. no uh, convention work mm. nothing uh, so I love work I work really I, I don't I work really hard but I, I try really hard to not let it be my identity or be my sole validation and that's something that I'm working on this year Yeah. Uh, because I think the last couple of years I developed a slight uh, addiction to work um, hmm. I'm trying to find a bit more balance and that's what's kind of really nice about me being home right now is I'm just focusing on... And, uh, yeah, but I will be excited to go back to work because I, I am a, I'm a career woman and I'm not ashamed of that. And I love my career and I'm grateful for my career and proud of my successes. And uh, I am excited to get back to them one day.
0: That's amazing. I think I have interviewed you like maybe four times in the last 5 years and i'm definitely hearing some changes some some growth for sure and maybe it's also i mean obviously i've changed as well but i i feel like i'm hearing a woman who has a better sense of who she is and what she wants and for whom work isn't the only thing, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I mean, are we growing up? Is that
1: what's happening? Don't grow up, grow out. Yeah. Grow in these things,
0: right? Yeah. All right. You ready to play some favorite things?
1: More than
0: ever. Okay. So these questions are from Mariana Daria Firminger. She's nine years old. Uh, she pretty much runs this whole place. She wants yeah. to know, what's your favorite song to cry to? Uh,
1: Skinny Love by Birdie.
0: Not what I was expecting you to say at mm-hmm. all. Okay. What's your favorite karaoke song?
1: Um, uh, somebody to love by Queen.
0: Okay, I kind of was expecting that answer. What's your favorite video game?
1: Don't play video games. Never have never, have. never <laughs> have.
0: Okay. Okay. What's your favorite board game? Uh,
1: I love uh playing um board game. Like, I love playing um crib. Like Do you play cribbage? I have played. I haven't played in a while, but that's that's the one that I used to uh, be obsessed with playing. I learned that yeah, you know from what? my grandfather. Gonna, that's what I'm going to do tonight. Yeah, I've just inspired myself. I'm going to relearn how to do that because I think that uh, uh, Jose and I are kind of getting sick of like sitting in front of the TV for three hours every night. We're gonna, I'm going to make him relearn how to play that game.
0: Play some crib. Yeah, well, yeah, man. I wish you many 29 hands.
1: All right, <laughs> favorite junk food? Uh, red licorice.
0: Twizzlers, the best. Twizzlers,
1: not the. There's a weird one in the states they sell at the movie theaters, and I got it, and it was like, no, no, it tasted like pulling peels. Those are not Gah, good.
0: those are like not Twizzlers,
1: red yeah. Twizzlers, red yeah. Twizzlers. Yeah. Did you ever
0: use them for a straw?
1: I, I mean, I did, but I'm very particular. I like my Twizzlers to be very soft, and so when mm. you use them as a straw, they get really hard, and yeah. I didn't care for that. But I know. Okay. okay. I'm a connoisseur.
0: You really are. I had no yeah, idea. This is all very revealing. All right. Favorite <laughs> superhero. Uh,
1: I have to say Captain Marvel. Oh, she is so badass. I love I her. I just think that's kind of a brilliant thing that's come out. I know it's a bit like on the nose, but I don't know. She's she's pretty great. She is pretty, pretty great.
0: great. Favorite supervillain.
1: Uh. Gosh, it's so funny. I honestly think Thanos was not my favorite, but I think that character, how he was written was brilliant because you suddenly were like, is he a bad guy? I thought that was kind of brilliant. And I think that's the brilliant thing about all villains is that we all go, why are they the bad guy? What made them that and what makes you not the bad guy? Like, I think that's the brilliant thing that happened with Thanos is that he was the bad guy, and yet he was trying to save the earth in a way, you know? Yeah.
0: So are you more superhero than supervillain?
1: Like, am I or am I more a fan of?
0: I don't know. What's oh, the better I'm, question?
1: I'm a superhero. <laughs> but I'm also, listen, I am more superhero, but I'm also aware enough to know that super villains become villains because of something that happened to them. Yeah. And there's empathy that needs to be involved in that.
0: Oh, I love your heart. All right. (laughs) What was your favorite TV show when you were nine years old?
1: Flintstones. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? I, I, I ran home to watch that at lunchtime. I just asked Valentina if she'd ever seen it. She had no idea what I was talking about, so I'm going to find it for her. Flintstones, meet the meet Flintstones. The Flintstones. <laughs> They're so your modern Stone Age family. Okay. All right. I don't know that it would transfer uh, like uh, well to nowadays, but yeah. like, you know, it's a, probably a little misogynistic, and I don't know that I'd want to be touting that as the best thing in the world to yeah. watch, but I loved it at the time.
0: Yeah, Even Jem and the Holograms, which was my favorite show when I was nine, has not aged well No, at all, which is devastating to me because I remember being like, when I have a daughter, we're going to watch Jem together and then we're watching it and they're like, all they do is talk about this guy called Rio and like... I don't understand. He's dating both of them, but they're both the same. And I'm like, I get it. You don't have to watch it anymore. It's fine. No
1: oh, man. Her
0: <laughs> Favorite film when you were nine years old?
1: Oh, when I was nine. Gosh, I'm going to have to probably say The Ewoks which I actually hilariously don't really remember, but Wait. I remember it being one of the first movies I ever watched. Uh,
0: do you mean Return of the Jedi?
1: No, there was a separate standalone movie.
0: An animated movie? No. Okay, you're teaching movie. me some things today.
1: Well, I'm just, I am just—I feel like I'm going to Google that just to make sure that I'm not <laughs> lying here. Uh, I remember because it was very young, When I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. Because I feel like if you didn't know about it, it didn't happen. There was. It's called Caravan of Courage, an Ewok Adventure, 1984. Ah. Wow. 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) So it's a must see. (laughs) Caravan of Courage. I don't know if it was my favorite, but it was definitely like one of the first movies I ever watched.
0: That is amazing that is something I am googling and uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch that I can't Yikes. believe that I I, I- Can't believe I either haven't seen it, or maybe I did see it and I've just pushed it from my memory. Yeah, because it was that bad. Yeah, although I am somebody who does watch the Star Wars holiday special every year on YouTube when they when they all have to fly to Kashik to celebrate a life day because like it's important to celebrate life day on Kashik, which is the Wookiee home planet. All right, favorite hot beverage. Now, how do you take your coffee
1: Uh, with butter, collagen and MCT oil?
0: I don't know what MCT oil is. What's that?
1: It's like uh, medium chain triglycerides. It's like a derivative of coconut oil. It's like good for your brain. And uh, it's obviously like a like a healthy fat and uh, helps the absorption of the caffeine Uh, Slow down Yeah And so It doesn't You don't get that Caffeine high And I also Drink it Through Like I have one Large cup of it And drink it slowly Throughout the morning Uh, And then I don't feel You know Hungry when I You know Am Am Le- eating um, like a later breakfast, I feel it, and it's just good for you. It's yeah. friggin' delicious, man! It sounds gross, but it's so. No, good. I
0: do. I do. Um, well, I do the True Marine Collagen every day, yep. but with Vitamin C drink. But I do black coffee with a big scoop of coconut oil in it, oh, like, yeah. and it's yeah, so filling this is and yummy. The same.
1: Yeah, except for it has butter in it, and then you blend it, and it's like a latte, but it's Oof. very rich. It's so good.
0: Sounds amazing. All right, yeah. favorite animal?
1: Cat. Oh, I've always had cats. I had dogs, too, but I always had, like, my own cat, even when I grew up on the farm, and I never saw that cat. It was feral, essentially. But
0: Yeah, oh, cats. it was an outdoor cat that was doing yeah. work for the family.
1: That, it was, like, lived in the barn. I saw it, like, once every two weeks, you know.
0: That was your cat,
1: though yeah it was my cat man what was it what was uh, the cat's name it was snoopy <laughs> yep snoopy the cat so i love snoopy gonna... the cat that right. is fucking and then I brilliant also have a, and it's such a bummer because it's become such a hot spot but i'll tell you this this is fascinating to me um, for years My, um, you know, you know, well, this is a thing that people do kind of in spirituality. And I'm sure a number of like inspirational speakers have talked about is like when you're feeling lost, you pick something, that first thing that comes to your head. And if you spot that thing, it means that you're in alignment. It signs from your, your spirit guides that you're in alignment with the life you're leading. Uh, So years ago when I was, you know, having this kind of small awakening and I was trying to like figure out my life. I decided that tigers were my my sign yeah and so I um, got this when I moved to LA I got this massive picture of a tiger and it sat right at the foot of my bed and it I named the tiger Joan after many famous brilliant Jones Joan of Arc mm. um, you know. Joan Rivers, uh, but uh, hilariously, and then I was like, I'm going to get a uh, tiger tattoo. It's going to be my next tattoo. And then this fucking TV show came out, The Tiger King. <laughs> and I was like, well, guess I can't get a tiger tattoo now. And this has a mullet on it, but. <laughs> <laughs> the upshot of that Sabrina, is that now, miraculously, I'm seeing tigers everywhere. Mm. So, to me, the way my world works is that I I am where I'm supposed to be right now and all yeah. of this awful stuff is happening for a reason.
0: Well, I got to tell you, I feel like I, I was meant to talk to you today, despite oh. all the technical difficulties that we've had because oh. I feel like you're helping me get into alignment.
1: Oh. You're so sweet.
0: You're the you're the sweetest. My f- final question <laughs> would be. This is not one of Mariana's questions, but this is this is mine. What is I don't know a favorite. What is your favorite advice to give people who are having a tough time making their way through this craziness?
1: It would be to, uh, we have no choice right now. Well, we have a choice, but we are being encouraged to make the choice to stay home in order to help others, to keep ourselves safe and more, more so keep those safe, uh, who are, you know, health compromised yeah. or older. And, uh, yeah, like, instead of thinking of that time of being okay. kind of on lockdown and inside yeah, like, as an awful time where we're yeah. feeling like we've are you know, pr- prisoned? Why don't yeah. you think of it as an opportunity to really discover ourselves? I feel like, honestly, in the last two weeks, I've been keeping myself relatively busy. I have a five year old, so I don't <laughs> have a ton of time to sit and meditate. I give myself an hour every day, so I do do that, but. Even in the reading and the journaling that I do and the meditation and just watching other people interact, I've had small epiphanies about my, my reason here, things that I can do to help, things that I want to do professionally and personally in the future. And I think that this is a nice time for us all to get quiet. And I think for a lot of people, that's very uncomfortable. Uh, it's very uncomfortable yes. to be quiet. And to listen to what your body is trying to tell you, to what your, your soul is trying to tell you. But I think that that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. We're supposed to be helping others and listening to what we're supposed to be doing with this one beautiful life that we have on this planet. Wow. So use that time right now. Use this time to really go, why am I here? And what can I do? How can I be of service to this planet? I think it's a I think it's a gift. I think it's time to be used as a gift.
0: <laughs> You're amazing. <Aww. laughs> thank you so much. Oh, I know you nice have pleasure. spoken to the hearts of a lot of people listening today and spoken directly to my heart as well. So oh, thank aw. you so much Brianna.
1: It's my pleasure. I love you, girl.
0: I love you too. Okay, I have a final message to my listeners I have many new episodes of the YVR screen scene podcast in the can I will continue to release new content twice a week this in addition to the 70 episodes we've already released in the last year we've got you covered we'll also record new episodes over Skype like this one as long as we're able to do so Keep in touch on social media at Scene and by email at Sabrina at YVARScreenScene.com. You're not alone. We're gonna get through
1: this. Thanks for listening.